Hello, my name is Hyunsung Kang and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. In the years leading up to the global financial crisis, there was a widespread expectation that it was just a matter of time before the countries of Central, Eastern and Southeastern Europe approached the living standards of their richer Western neighbours. Convergence, as it's known in economic parlance. But since the global crisis, growth has proved disappointing. Of course, the picture is varied in this large heterogeneous region encompassing Estonia to the north, through Hungary, Serbia, to Albania in the south. But, says the International Monetary Fund in a new report released today, this region may be confronting a period of slower growth. I spoke to James Rofe, the IMF's Regional Resident Representative for Central and Eastern Europe, about the measures that might return this region to greater prosperity more quickly. But first, Rofe told me that despite their differences, there were many similarities between the countries of the region. These countries are very different from each other, but there still are a lot of very important cross-cutting themes that we look at. For example... These countries, most of them have been in a transition from a socialist economic model. That has a lot of implications. One of them is they tend to have very high and persistent unemployment, still as a legacy of that transition. The EU accession process is extremely important in the region. We've seen countries who have already joined the EU or countries who have even joined the euro from the region. Other countries are still in the process of joining. Others are yet to become candidates. We see financial systems which are dominated by Western European banks. This is, uh, has big implications for the region often. Another example is most of the countries have some similarities in demographics. Aging population is a huge issue for, for this region. And in general, because the countries are all together in one region, we have common shocks that can affect the countries. Uh, these could come through uh, trade, through the financial sector, and through what has happened uh, in the Eurozone. And after the fall of the Berlin Wall and up to the beginning of the global crisis, these countries were doing quite well. Am I right in saying that? That's a very long period. We saw um, very difficult times for many countries through the 1990s, through the, the real trials of the transition process. But then um, into the early 2000s, these countries were generally all growing very strongly. And at that time, I think it appeared that convergence was some kind of automatic process that these countries were going to rapidly converge in, in living standards to, uh, to their Western European counterparts. And what this report is, is looking at, in a way, is how that convergence process has slowed down in recent years. Um, since the crisis, even some countries have gone backwards in convergence. And we now see convergence still as something that, that will be happening going forward, but at a slower pace and at a pace which really depends. It's not automatic. It's a pace which depends on the policies the countries are following. So there's really a premium on, on countries following the right policies that can take advantage of their proximity to the EU and their ties to the EU to make the most of convergence and, and to ensure that they do grow as quickly as they can. So you've mentioned convergence, one of the major themes in this report. Another major theme is unemployment, a huge issue in this region. How serious is this? Unemployment is a, is a hugely serious issue in the region. It's high across a large number of countries in the region and very high in some, particularly in some of the Balkan Southeast European countries. For example, Macedonia, Bosnia, Serbia all have unemployment rates now above 20%. There is a legacy of long-term persistent unemployment in these countries coming 
from the transition from the socialist times. But on top of that, unemployment has been hit by the crisis over the last few years and the slowdown in growth, the recessions that we've seen. So we've seen unemployment go from already high levels to uh, even higher levels. Countries need to follow uh, policies that can improve the functioning of the labor market to uh, ensure that people have better opportunities to work. I'm talking about, uh, for example, training, apprenticeships, um, job matching programs, uh, what's known in the jargon as active labor market policies. And I think there's a large role for those in the region. So you've outlined some formidable challenges facing the region, the slowdown and convergence, some slipping back, the high levels of unemployment. So what are some of the policy recommendations which the International Monetary Fund is making in this report? There's a number of recommendations that the report makes. First and foremost, from the fund's point of view, is to restore or maintain macroeconomic stability. There's really not going to be any sustainable long-term growth in the region uh, in countries that that do not maintain a stable macroeconomy. And we've seen a number of countries, especially in the Southeast Southeast Europe and the Balkans, that have come out of the crisis with significant fiscal imbalances. These need to be addressed credibly. Another issue from the macro point of view is the legacy of the crisis in the banks, where bad loans have risen to extremely high levels in a number of countries. And these need to be dealt with, they need to be restructured, they need to be taken off the bank's balance sheets so that the banks are able to start lending again and that corporates and households who are very heavily indebted need to be able to uh, see these loans restructured so that they can uh, continue with their activities. You have mentioned the advantage of Eastern Europe's proximity to the more wealthy neighbours to the west of it. So how can this region encourage more investment from the west? So there's still a long way to go in many of these countries in improving the business environment and making the countries more attractive to investors. We need to see simplification of regulations, strengthening of competition, investor protection and contract enforcement, and in general a reduction in state involvement in the economy in a number of the countries. James, on a more personal note, I know that you've had a very long-standing interest in the region. You're not only in the position that you are in, but... After the fall of the Berlin Wall, you actually visited a number of countries in the region. What sort of changes have you seen in the intervening period? Yeah, I traveled around the region a bit in the early 90s, um, as you say, after the, after the wall um, came down, just as a tourist. I then worked in Russia in the 90s and uh, lived in Bulgaria also in the mid-2000s. So I've, I've seen the region through this period, and it, it really has been an incredible change to see. Uh, on the surface, you notice a, a change from a much more agrarian, poorer economies coming out from the transition period to now very advanced, modern societies. And even in countries like Albania, where I was recently visiting, you see a very vibrant and dynamic society compared to what there was before. So I think this, this experience you know, is something we in the regional office as well try to build upon, looking across the different experience of the countries, how countries have developed at their different paces, tackling in some sense, sometimes the same issues in different ways and learning from each other. So we, we in the regional office are trying to be, be part of that learning, learning process. The IMF has had a very long-standing relationship with this region post the fall of the Berlin Wall. That's correct, isn't it? Absolutely. This has been an incredibly important region for for the IMF over the years. We've been deeply involved in all of the countries in the region since the start of the transition. In fact, our first program uh, was with Poland just a few months after the Berlin Wall came down. And we've had lending programs with most of the countries. Since then, we've gone to, as the transition has developed, we've moved to more of an advisory role. Uh, And then 
after the global crisis in 2008-2009, we suddenly found ourselves lending again um, to quite a number of the countries in the region who have been affected by the crisis. So we've, we have this long shared experience of policy discussion with, with the countries and I think a huge amount of mutual respect. And so this dialogue is something that continues now. In my role, I'm part of that dialogue about how we learn lessons from, from what we've seen over this, uh, this long period and how we can help use that experience to improve our advice to the countries. And that was James Rofe, the IMF's Regional Resident Representative for Central and Eastern Europe, speaking about the International Monetary Fund's new report entitled Faster, Higher, Stronger, Raising the Growth Potential of Central, Eastern and Southeastern Europe, released today. (laughs) 